we know some pretty amazing agency owners with some really amazing stories. Subscribe to the Agency Collective Tales, where we chat to agency owners about what they are doing right now to make sure their agency not just survives, but thrives. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Agency Tales podcast. Today we're speaking to Simon Schneiders. He's a founder of the largest pure play SEO agency in the UK. With a team of 40 people, Simon had to move quickly during this crisis to ensure every single one of his team members feels secure. I'm personally super keen to find out about what Blue Rain are doing about their own marketing activity right now as I know they're generally very strong in this department. And I'll let you in on a secret. Apparently, one of their activities has produced hundreds of high-quality leads for them. Enjoy the show. I think a lot of people are jumping on that whole bandwagon of, ooh, I've got to learn something, right? I've got to learn the violin or I've got to do this or whatever. I've, and for me, it's not, it's not really that I've jumped on the bandwagon, but I've always wanted to start maths from like um like basically elementary maths all the way up to you know university level and see how far i can get if i actually pay attention which you know in school was always a bit of a problem um, yeah, i was telling the same yeah <laughs> so uh, so yeah I'm, I'm on Khan academy um starting from from the beginning and you know everything from count how many um apples are here you know <laughs> when you have two apples and you take one away how many do you have left <laughs> all the way to now i'm sort of uh i think arithmetic um uh kind of d- division so actually on negative numbers at the moment so yeah just uh it's funny I, I enjoy that kind of stuff yeah good for you yeah how about yourself how's um how's life uh, yeah, I mean, um, my my main priority is making sure that I keep 40 people employed through this. Um, so, so far, so good. 100% of employees, 100% of salary. So even though we've had to furlough 50% of them, we've still managed to keep them at 100% of salary. Wow. Um, we've lost 20% of business, which um, doesn't equate to 50% of uh, employees, but it does when you uh, imagine all of them are junior. So all of our junior tier is now gone, um, those below 33,000. And uh, we essentially have our SEO managers and directors um, servicing our clients uh, from, from grunt, grunt work all the way through to um, you know, the face-to-face stuff. So, yeah. yeah. How, how, did you, how did you go through the process of um, com- like communicating all of that with, with your team? Because you know? I think at, at, like, with, with that size of a team, it's, it, you know, you, you, you've got, got to consider so many different angles, don't you? And, and it's quite a unique situation in the sense that everyone, like everyone's personal situation becomes a lot more involved in this, in this kind of stage right now where everyone's working from home and stuff. So how how'd you go about like communicating the whole furloughing process and all these sort of different things? Yeah. I mean, we, we have a um, tiered approach to communication. So um, I, I'm always there for an all hands every Monday, but um, we do keep communication daily. And for some of our employees, it's thrice daily as well. So um, SEO managers are communicating with their executives three times a day, typically. Um, so lots of communication is critical throughout this. I'm, I'm lucky to have a, we're of a size of business that I've got a, a talent and happiness manager on board as well. Brilliant. It's been absolutely critical through all of this as well just making sure that we don't misstep anything on the 
HR stroke legislation side of things as well, you know. Um, so, you know, is it okay for uh, employees who are furloughed to attend company updates, for instance, and she, she can get um, answers to those sort of queries very quickly. So I, I, I love that. What, what has she come up with um, or has she come up with other the situation that like um, has, has completely been sort of revolutionized to, to, I guess, to Blu-ray, but, you know, also given the situation, right? Like um, things like social things or uh, like processes or training stuff, like what, what stuff that's come out of um, her, her um, ideas basically as a result of this. Well, we've got quite a few. Uh, mental health, I think, is the biggest concern, particularly with um, uh, employees who maybe are working from home for the first time. So uh, veterans like yourself, for instance, there's, there's no issue with it. You know how to, to manage yourself appropriately. I think one of the biggest concerns with, with um, employees working from home or being furloughed was that um, they uh, often overwork in those situations. You know, you, you don't tend to stick to a, a nine to five. You tend to... Um, uh, tend to overwork is, is so productivity was never an issue it was how to stop people being overproductive and so we we, we set um i'd say quite a, a fairly rigid structure so the way that we wanted people to work and a, and a start of a day and a close of a day so i have a a catch up with the senior managers at eight forty-five every morning which starts our day and then we we close off at the end of the day as well and i think it's just communication throughout and um making sure that we're checking in with employees as well on a regular basis um, around their mental health and just having frank and open discussions about those sort of things. Mm, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's such a key thing. And I mean, I've seen some wonderful things of, of, of what people have done to, to keep their, their teams. Do, do you have something like a, like, like a open forum as well where people can drop in or anything like that? Does, yeah, does a, that work for you? I mean, I've seen sort of mixed, mixed reviews on it. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't been in there myself, but we've got a, um, a hangout that's permanently open that's um, called The Kitchen, where people could just go in and have their water cooler, stroke, um, cup of tea, you know, chit-chats. But uh, it, there seems to be quite a bit of banter going on on Slack. There's a, um, a uh, WhatsApp group that the, the team use as well. So they're, they're, they're constantly in communication. They always have been anyway. So, that you know, they're, they're of a generation that's... Um, Know, constantly using online to to socialize and communicate and we've just helped facilitate that as as far as possible i love it i love it what's um what's one thing that's um uh, i guess sort of when you when you look at this now and you're looking at you know the 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 future i guess of of your of your team specifically and and you know with all the different elements that now need to happen with lockdown dropping and maybe coming back to the office and all these sort of things what sort of um major things that you'll you'll do different or or things where you've seen maybe opportunities to do things differently so i'm of the i don't know if you've heard of the stockdale paradox have you heard of this go on talk us through it so um james stockdale was a commander in the, the US Navy uh, and he was uh, held prisoner at the Hanoi Hilton for seven years where he was systematically tortured um, and, and beaten on a regular basis and he never knew when he was going to be tortured um, you know, or uh, when there would be an end to um, his terror. But um, he said of his experience there, the, the thing that kept him going and, and allowed him to survive where 
others died um, of a broken heart was that he wasn't always looking forward to Christmas coming, uh, which was a, a lot of the other people who were held there as well, as they were constantly looking forward to um, some future event when, when they were sure that they'd be, they'd be set free. And um, while he remained optimistic, um, he always dealt with the absolute reality of the situation that he was in, uh, which was that, um, you know, there, there may not be any end to this and he just had to accept his situation. So I'm sort of of the same ilk as well, that um, while the optimist in me says that we'll probably see some kind of a V-shaped recovery at the end of June, um, and it's typically V-shaped when there's ever a recession in the search marketing industry, um, and it's usually the first one to get budget, but um, I, I'm also dealing with the absolute reality of now, which is that we've got to do everything we can as a business to amplify ourselves in this new world order. Um, in terms of the team and getting them back into a, a work environment, I think we're, we're going to be flexible. Um, we, there are certainly people who are very keen to get back into an office environment. Uh, and we may look at things like, for instance, putting up partitions, uh, screening um, desks. And uh, we're lucky we've got... Um, 5,000 square feet, which is a lot larger than we need, but we're going to use that extra capacity to, to just distance the desks out a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so we were set for growing up to, I think, 85 or doubling our, our current employee base. So we've got the space that's there available for it. Um, and we're lucky in that situation. We can, we can just distance employees if we need to. It's a, it's a really good point, isn't it? Because a lot, I mean, I can understand, because you guys are based out in Reading, right? Yeah. So like, you know, I imagine a lot of people that are based in London uh, who are, you know, in already two small offices for their teams are probably going to be massively struggling to actually, um, especially in the early stages, to convince the, the whole team to go back, you know, that fear sort of overhanging of, um, of, of, of reinfection and so on. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating to, to think about that. Well, I want to go back to that um, uh, Stockdale principle, actually, again, um, or, or his sort of thought process. I think that's fascinating and I, I really like that because it sort of brings it back down to or, or back to the idea of trying to focus on the things that you can control and you know the stuff that you can't that's out of your control well it's out of your control right why why need to worry think about it and I find that a really yeah I find that a really good way at, at looking at things and and being being realistic and going, you know, yes, this is the situation and coming to terms with that. Um, uh, and then trying to figure out, okay, what are the things that I can actually fix right now? And, uh, and, and leaving the rest of it to just go, well, you know what, we'll deal with it as it, as it comes along, which is quite an, a generally quite an entrepreneurial way of thinking. Um, and, uh, and it's, uh, so I really like the fact that you are kind of reverting back to that, you know, and especially with the, the size of team that you have, right? Yeah, so it's just it's dealing with the absolute reality of what we've got now rather than projecting, well, once we're back in an office environment, you know, we'll get back to normal and, and things will, you know, we'll implement this or we'll, uh, we'll do X. We, we might as well just deal with what you've got now and, and do your utmost to um, deal with the fact that uh, you're trying to preserve cash, for instance, and you've got no budget for, for marketing anymore. So you've got to, to then focus on organic ways to, to grow your business and brand. And it's those kind of absolute realities that you've just got to, well, this is what we're dealing with. So this is what we've got to execute on to the best of our ability. And I, I think that point that you just made around the not, you know, not having budget for marketing right now as an agency keeps on cropping up in conversations. 
you said you, you're, you're looking at ways of thinking creatively around that and amplifying the business right now. What are some of the things that you're doing? So one of them you're aware of, which is our uh, SEO training software called the Blue Array Academy. And we've made that available 100% for free. Initially, we were saying it was just for staff that have been made for uh, redundant or furloughed. And we decided um, actually we're just going to make it completely free. Uh, I think last time we, we spoke about that, I was saying we're getting about 100 signups a day. The last time I checked in one 24-hour period, we had 1,213 signups. Wow. The Academy. Yeah. So it's just exploded for us. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's the kind of visibility that you just can't buy. You know, we're essentially um, giving people the blue array way. So giving them a, a full immersion in our, our brand, our culture, our ways of working. Um, and it's a bit of a long term play, but we imagine that uh, somewhere between 12 and 24 months down the line, these are the kind of people who are making purchasing decisions around which agencies they, they need to use. Um, and, and that was somewhat by design. You know, we wanted to, to build a bit of training software that took people from an executive level to a, to a manager level so that we knew that in 12 to 24 months they were um, fully bought into the, the brand and had a, uh, an emotional connection with us. So you, you effective because you had built this already um, before this all kicked off, right? And, and it was a paid for service. And then you, you went out and you basically said, look, you know, we're, we're giving this away um, at a discount or for free. I can't remember what it was, but, um, and, and, and that obviously sort of triggered everything, right? Because everyone's looking to do personal development right now. Exactly. And it also gives us a great way to touch their line managers as well. So, um, you know, reaching out to the brands that we want to work with who, who we know have got um, a, a small in-house SEO team uh, and would otherwise be utilizing agencies as well. And just sort of say, you know, we recognize that um, you probably got some employees that are furloughed on your team. Can we introduce you to the academy? It's, it's completely free for them to use. And so we're giving something back to them. And again, it's that, that um, uh, giving them some sort of an emotional connection with our brand as well. I love that. And am I right in assuming that you, I think I saw something else, right? Did you just release a book as well? We did. That was just great timing, really. So everything that we're executing on now was planned in Q4 of 2019. Yeah. Um, and the book was due to be launching mid-April anyway. Uh, so um, we, we've done a bit more in the sense of uh, allowing people to get a free copy again if they're uh, working in-house then and in the UK. So if they're our sort of target customers, so to speak, then they'd get a free copy of the book, but it's done incredibly well. Um, I think, you know, by design, we'd, we'd launched a book that we, we knew would um, get amplified greatly anyway, because we've got 26 contributors in the book, all of whom who are, you know, the, the best SEOs we could find in the, in the world of in-house. Um, and uh, obviously they've got their own networks and social followings. They're all amplifying the fact that they're now uh, authors or co-authors in a book. And uh, it's already a number one bestseller on Amazon. So um, if you search for SEO on Amazon or uh, any of the categories we've, we've put the book into, it's number one in each of those. So it's doing Brilliant. phenomenally well at the moment. Brilliant. Love that. Such, such, such a great idea. And, uh, and something, you know, it's the kind of projects that most agencies kind of have on their list. And they go, yeah, yeah, great, but actually never do it. And, and I wonder how many of them have things on their list right now and should be doing stuff right now, but even don't do it and then get back to the day where everything kicks off again and actually then sort of will regret it. So I think you having 
you're sort of almost two steps ahead of a lot of other agencies right now um, by having planned that ahead, having produced the stuff and having released it now already. So what are the other things that you have in the pipeline right now in terms of like amplification things? Like what kind of other stuff are you, are you about to release? So we're um, going to be doing a lot more. There's a few things in the pipeline. One of them is we're working with Boston Consulting Group on their digital ventures arm and uh, Sherry Kotu as well on helping small businesses get uh, more visibility online. So uh, something that I've been concerned about quite a bit recently is, you know, those small businesses, you know, for instance, in our tiny village of Morton, we've got the Mortimer Sausage Company who really struggle to, to deal with um, the only way that they've got to, to reach their customers is now to go online. Uh, the offline world is, is pretty much closed down for them. So how can we help um, those businesses to achieve that? And so that's something we're doing in partnership with um, BCG, Boston Consulting Group, Digital Ventures, and, and helping them um, get a product up and running and, and helping support that. We're also doing uh, office hours online as well for people like uh, Tech Hub, London Mayor's International Business Programme, again, sort of uh, getting ourselves visible with the, the community that counts, so the startups and scale-ups that um, then move on to get their Series A, and, and that's typically when they can afford us. But most of what we do tends to be uh, a bit of a longer game all, all the time rather than just you know immediately uh, trying to impact those customers that um, can convert immediately for us. We're more interested in, you know, what's this going to look like in 12, 24 months uh, from now for us? And so we're always building that pipeline, as it were. Um, uh, lots of other things as well. You're going to see a lot more from us in terms of thought leadership. So I think we've we've been quite quiet in the SEO community, not really talking about some of the things that we do. And uh, we're going to be, well, I've, I've told the team, we're just going to be completely fearless about opening the kimono on what we do. And that includes opening up some elements of SEO that, um, other companies are just not, not aware exists at all. So there are uh, things that we can do for FMCG brands to help optimize their visibility in search engines such as Waitrose and Asda um, that, that nobody's ever thought of before. Well, actually, we're, we're going to let everybody know what it is we do, how we do it, and how, how they can open up a new revenue stream for their agencies as well. I love that. Absolutely love that. Is that going to work in some sort of like partner type program or is the is the idea it's it's just knowledge to case basically grow the market um yeah, and to grow the demand for, for for seo we are just going to open the kimono we're going to let everybody know what we've been doing how we've been doing it how we've been so successful yeah um, and, and let them know about new revenue streams for their agencies as well is there um is there a kind of a a person or a company that's motivated you to take this approach and this philosophy, because I guess there's sort of the two types of ways of doing um, marketing in some way. One is you, you kind of keep stuff behind um, closed doors and you tease people into it. Uh, the other way is to actually just go, do you know what? Like here, here you go, take loads and loads and loads of value. And then, you know, hopefully, someone will go, actually, this is super valuable. We want them to work with us. Like, has there been like an inspiration for you to, to take that particular, particular route? Or was that just always the way you've been as a, as a person? I, th I think it's just about the, the spirit of giving. And uh, it's, it's something that I, I think I've, I've always had as a person, but it's also reinforced by lots of other marketeers as well who, who are saying it's incredibly effective for them. I hate to, to say the name, but, but Gary Vaynerchuk, for instance, who 
Um, I, I'm not particularly keen on as a marketeer, as an individual, but it's something he talks about quite a bit as well, um, is just, you know, opening the kimono on what you do, because actually it's 99% execution. So you can give away all this, this great information. The majority of people just don't execute on it. Just like, you know, lots of agency owners out there know that they, they could see great value in launching a book, you know, decide on a niche, decide on a marketing strategy for it. Um, that, you know, you know that this could be successful for you, but the actual execution of it is something that you just will never get around to doing. So for that, you know, 5%, 1% of people who are willing to listen and take notice, that's great. And we're going to help them build more successful businesses, agencies, um, or, or companies. Um, but for the ones that don't, then at least they've got that feeling as though, you know, Blue Array really do know their stuff and they're being, they're just honest and open and transparent. And those are some of our sort of fundamental beliefs as a business as well about who we should be and how we should operate. Love it. Absolutely love it. Right. That's, um, that's quite a lot of great motivational stuff to, to take in for, for everyone that's going to be listening to this. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for, for sharing that, Simon. Obviously, you know, I, I wish you, I wish you all the best. I know it's a, it's a tricky time right now to, to um, operate in and, you know, you've got a, a significant sized team and, and obviously, you know, you need to maneuver all of those elements as well. And, but, you know, it, it looks like you're doing well um, in, in the context and uh, yeah, I'll just um, wish you all the best. And if you need anything for us at Agency Collective, as usual, we're there to support you, mate. Thanks for listening. In our next episode, Ellie interviews Alex Henkinson, founder of the Brighton-based PR agency Midnight. Don't miss this episode. It's going to be really, really insightful around how a PR agency has dealt with the current crisis. For more information about our epic peer support community for agency owners, visit theagencycollective.co.uk. To keep up to date with the latest Agency Tales episodes, it would mean the absolute world to us if you subscribe to our podcast. Have a great day.